Hmm. And they do have chat rooms and they have forums dealing with specific things like with OCD or say with depression or anxiety that you can actually find specific help around those. So I thought that was really amazing. And it's gotten some really great reviews in other websites, too. Is it like Facebook? Can I poke a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, they might frown upon that. I wouldn't I'm not recommend sure. that. Is that free or is that an upcharge? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> All right, maybe a couple of days late, but we're finally here coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. We had some technical difficulties with the equipment, Mm -hmm. and for once, I didn't cause the problems. (laughs) I, of course, am the person on the couch. I am Brian. She, of course, is the licensed mental health therapist, Courtney. And today, Courtney, I thought we would explore this, and it was inspired by a Carolyn Hacks column. For Mm -hmm. people who don't know, it's syndicated. She gives advice, and somebody was talking about a partner's depression who was overwhelming her. She wanted to get help help for this, but the problem is she can't afford the therapy. Mm -hmm. And as this is a podcast to try and encourage people into getting as much help as they need, and a lot of people are full of excuses as to why they can't do it, Mm -hmm. what about people who are struggling financially? Is there anything that they can do? So there's a lot of things, actually, that you can do, and I guess we can also redefine kind of where we get our supports, too. It doesn't have to be therapy or nothing. There's a lot of different supports out there that we'll go into. I did want to say, if you haven't an issue with your insurance or high deductibles and that kind of thing, maybe call your insurance and see if there's ways to work this out to find some affordable therapy. You can also go to mental health clinics and see if there's a sliding scale option that you might be able to pay cash, but it would be cheaper than having to deal with the big deductible. So there's some ways to try to go around some of this. And there's also, through people's employment, a lot of times there's EAP programs where employers can actually connect you with therapy and they can pay for it on their end too. Oh, the old deep. Very familiar with that. (laughs) Well, Courtney, I can even speak from experience on this front, too, and I'm sure that this has happened to somebody along the way here over the last year plus. My wife, who is in therapy and doesn't mind me talking about it, by Mm -hmm. the way, was going to see her therapist, and then all of a sudden the pandemic said, you know what, your job is being eliminated, and with that, your insurance is gone. At which point, and I know that not every therapist can do this, Mm -hmm. but her therapist said to her, look, I'm really worried about you. I'm going to give you a couple of freebies because first of all, I know that you're not going to be out of work long, and I know that you're going to be good for it. So right. sometimes in extreme situations, I'm sure that a therapist is willing to go above and beyond like that. Oh, absolutely. And I've had clients, too, where we'd have to work out some deals to be able to say, okay, we'll do either free or we'll do very low cost to just help them through those times. So if you're already connected with somebody, but you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of nervous because I have some issues coming up with insurance or a job loss, definitely talk to your provider, talk to your therapist about ways to kind of work this out. Because for people like you, many of you anyway, this is more than just the job. You have a real personal investment in these people, and I'm sure you try to accommodate them as best you can. And as with all things, I guess there's got to be a line, but if in a pinch you can help somebody out, of Of course course. you're going to do it. And that's the thing too. Sometimes the therapist would be able to just do some quick calls to see like, how are you doing? Maybe refresh them with some coping skills and that kind of thing in between sessions. So there's all sorts of things that you can work out, but it is about not being embarrassed and not feeling that shame, just open
opening up and saying, hey, I need some more help. I need extra help. This is also pertinent, too, because there was an article that you had sent me, and it reminded me of a lot of the stuff that we work with people around. It's called the anniversary effect. And the thing of it is we work with people all the time who have gone through trauma, who have gone through loss. And we talk to them about if they say, hey, I'm feeling a little more depressed right now, but they can't figure out why. A lot of times the first thing that comes to my mind is let's talk about is there an anniversary that's coming up of loss? And then a lot of times they're like, oh, that's right. Or maybe there's a season that you feel triggered. So there's a lot of times where this will come up. And I think especially with the pandemic, people are having some of those feelings from a year ago of that uncertainty and that fear. And oh, my gosh, is this ever going to end? And those kind of things. So it's very natural for people to have a lot of feelings coming up right now with this anniversary effect. Yeah, you Um, see the articles about it and it takes you right back to what it was like before Mm -hmm. and everything that you've endured since. Of course, that's going to have an effect. So it's important to remember to really seek some help around that now and maybe to be on the watch for other people in your life that may be feeling more depressed and anxious right now. And I can honestly say from my own life experience, May 28th, 1998 is a day that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. It was Phil Hartman was murdered, my good friend, my mentor, my co-worker. And every year when that comes, I see it coming. I start to get the knot in the stomach because Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be a very long day. And my wife gets really concerned about it too. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be September 16th, 2020, because my mom passed from the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. I hear you loud and clear on this front. And that's something, as with all things, when it comes to taking care of yourself from a mental health perspective, it's really good to kind of prep yourself and get yourself ready for when that day is coming. And ask yourself, what's the best way for me to get through Mm -hmm. that? Now, I have discovered there are certain videos of Phil Hartman I should not watch on Mm -hmm. that day. Sometimes I get sentimental and I want to see something of his that makes me laugh. But there is one piece called Love is a Dream, Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to look it up, that is just heartbreaking for me. I can't watch it. I can't even watch it when it's not on his anniversary. So you really do have to watch out for things like that. I also want to explore further. You had mentioned what are some other areas in which you can get some care that might not necessarily be related to professional therapy. Right. And I'm going to put these up. Some of them are already there on our Wellness Wednesday page at catcountry.com. But one that I thought that was really, really good, sevencups.com. And it's the number sevencups.com. They have free emotional support there. They have a whole community there that you can connect with. They have counseling as well. But if you're looking for just that emotional connection and have someone to give you a space to be able to listen and process what you're going through, they have volunteers. So you can actually get that for free. Hmm. And they do have chat rooms and they have forums dealing with specific things like with OCD or say with depression or anxiety that you can actually find specific help around those. So I thought that was really amazing. And it's gotten some really great reviews in other websites too. Is it like Facebook? Can I poke a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, they might frown upon that. I wouldn't I'm not recommend sure. that. Is that free or is that an upcharge? <laughs> I know, exactly. Brian's like, I really do want to do that. Um, the other thing too is NAMI. That's a great organization. You can go to NAMI.org. They have resources. They have tons of information about mental health and any kind of issues that you want more information about, which can really be very validating and helpful for people. But they have support groups and they also have support groups in the area. So you can get help. They have facilitators and I've known facilitators that have worked it and it's really, really interesting. People have gone to the groups. They love it and they feel more validated because they're talking with people who have gone through similar things that they've gone through and they've made it through. 
They just hold a really great space and they give some feedback. So that can be a great way to find some support right now as well. And then there's this. I always encourage people, your circle, your family Mm -hmm. and friends, just talk to somebody. But you also have to be careful there, Courtney, because they're not trained therapists. And sometimes you can get bad advice. Right. So you always need to be mindful of that. But I can even give you an example of that happening in my own life. And it involved you late last week, where one day you just kind of sat me down and look, you are a therapist, but you're not my therapist, but you are my friend. And I think you were kind of acting as both where you said, Brian, I kind of think you're working a little too hard. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think you might need to tap the brakes a little bit in a very respectful and loving way. Mm -hmm. And I acknowledge to you that you were right Mm -hmm. and that I have an issue with it, but that I have done work on it. And incrementally over the last six months, look, anytime you see a parent die, it's a wake up Mm -hmm. call. And it makes you think about your own mortality and what it's going to be like on your deathbed. And I said, I've really got to make some changes and reprioritize here. But as I said to you, it's a process. Mm -hmm. But I appreciated your investment in me. And then I appreciated the dialogue that we had where I was able to say to you, look, Courtney, six months ago, I was a lot worse. And you know that because we've known each other for a very long time. And hopefully six months from now, I'll be a lot better. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that I can do all at once. Of course. It's like a snowstorm, a blizzard. You don't get all three feet (laughs) of snow at once. Imagine if you did. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Now deal with it. It's just kind of coming in slowly and gradually. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's really letting someone know and definitely acknowledging you for all of the steps that you've been taking. But also this is a reinforcer of saying, hey, this is great. You're on this great track. But just having that concern, because like you had said, you are someone who tends to keep working, working, working. You're driven by that. But sometimes it may not be giving you back what you're putting into it. And so looking at things in a little different way. And you've been working really hard at that. So it was serving as just kind of like a, hey, let me just throw this out there. Because it was some observations that I've made that I just wanted to throw out there. But yeah, as a therapist, sometimes we can't help it. (laughs) You can always tell me to knock it off. No, no, absolutely. I appreciate it. And I can be an addict to creativity. I'm so competitive that it is tough for me Mm. to stop. And you're not the first person who has said something about this. I mean, my wife says it too. And I used to have to say the same thing to her. I said, you're loving something in your job sometimes that's not loving you back. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it is costing you in the areas of paying attention to people that you do love. Mm -hmm. And then that can affect those relationships. So I would say in terms of your circle, one of the things to look for, if you keep hearing the same thing multiple times, there may be something to it for Mm -hmm. as resistant as you may be. And because I've had so much therapy, I try to keep an open mind when it comes to stuff like that. And like I said to you, I can't tell you that you're wrong. You're absolutely right. And I do have work to do. But as long as I know I'm making some incremental progress, I can be okay with that. And that's a healthy version of mental health that is kind of sort of coming from a therapist, but more from my friend, Courtney. Right, right. So then my therapist and coming from my wife, who we're friends sometimes, (laughs) but you know how marriage works. (laughs) You know, and it is. When you offer it, I think I said to you, I don't want you to get mad, but I'm just going to say this to you. You framed it as a joke. As a joke, yeah. We have an inside joke, which was we had talked about how we were approaching 2021 on our radio show, Mm -hmm. and we said, use a word or two. And your thing was, I'm going to be playfully bold with you 
right now because <laughs> yes. that was how you were approaching 2021 right. and that's how you wanted to approach me. So right. you kind of disarmed me with that because I had a little <laughs> chuckle off of that. And then you just started and then I went right in there. <laughs> oh, right there. But I think it's important, especially the people that you care about. You know, mm-hmm. every so often, sometimes you give them feedback, but also acknowledgement about all that they have done. It's interesting. I think right now, some people are not relying on their friends and their supports as much as they should. Some people are trying to rely on that, but there is also that back and forth of, okay, if someone comes to me with stuff, it's like, how do I help them with that? And I always tell people, don't feel pressure to have to fix things. It's not about you fixing other people's issues. It's really just about being there and giving them that space to be heard. Because that's what a lot of it is, is people feel very isolated right now and they don't feel like they have an outlet. So if you're friends with people who you're feeling a little concerned about, just opening up that conversation and being like, hey, how have you been doing? Give them that space to be able to process a little. And that is a negative byproduct of the pandemic, the Mm -hmm. lockdown and everything else. We're kind of out of practice of being in other people's company and having conversations about what's going on. So more than ever, there are people who are keeping things inside. And when I say use your circle, that's where it's important because we talk Mm -hmm. about it all the time. Do not shove that stuff down. That's Mm -hmm. when you really start getting in trouble. And even if by saying something to a family member or a friend, even if you get some bad advice back Mm -hmm. and you have to process that and filter that on your own, at least you're getting it out. And that is the most important first step is, as they say, admitting that you're having a problem. Right, exactly. And being open with it. And I think it helps everyone to feel like, oh, wow, okay, you're not doing perfectly. Neither am I. Let's have a conversation about this. And we feel better about that, about sharing our experiences. So being honest about that. But I do have some people that I counsel that will feel like they want to be there for people, but they really want to fix people's problems. Mm -hmm. And they feel very overwhelmed when they can't fix it. That's why I always reiterate to them as a therapist, sometimes you get in that mode. Oh, do this, do this. This is what you should do to get out of this. And every time my shoulders go up and I feel that way, I take a breath and just say, hey, and keep putting it back to the person. Hey, let me hold this space to help them to come up with a solution that I don't have to fix their life. And so sometimes that's what we work on is ways to not get overwhelmed by that. And you didn't do that with me last week as my friend, as you Mm -hmm. approached me about my problem. I did think that the $20 copay was a bit much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always trying to charge you wherever I can, Brian. I'm checking in with my PPO. That sounds a little high for consultation Uh, from a friend. For you, Brian, it's 20 bucks. (laughs) But the bottom line is we're never alone and you can always look for any excuse to get out of anything. But even when it comes to finances, Mm -hmm. there is a way out of all of this stuff. So at the end of the day, and this is what this podcast is all about, as I said at the beginning, it's about trying to convince yourself why you should be in therapy, not why you shouldn't. Right. And if you have somebody in your life who is resistant... Mm -hmm. I'm sure that if somebody says, I don't have the money for it, what's your answer going to be? Well, now finally you have some answers. Right, exactly. And really looking for that. Like I said, there's different programs. I believe it's the Employment Assistance Program, the EAP through your job could be helpful, calling your insurance. And like I said, the other things too, with a sliding scale through different mental health clinics, just as long as you connect with something. SAMHSA has a national helpline, which is up at Cat Country Wellness Wednesday page. Any of those helplines will connect you with resources as well. So you can kind of talk about what your situation is. And a lot of states, it's the 211 number that can also connect you with resources that are close to you that can be helpful for you getting some help. I just love the idea of the community help. There's like Facebook groups that a couple of my clients have told me about that they have been interacting with that they found for PTSD, for depression, that Mm -hmm. they found very helpful. 
helpful. So there's a lot of help out there. Some of them are run by therapists, too. If you can find a group run by a therapist, that's even better. Any groups through loss, you can go to hospice. They have some great groups for bereavement and for support, because I just wanted to mention that I just referred someone else to those groups. And I do believe they're doing them online right now through through Zoom, which is good, too. A buddy of mine who lost his wife to pancreatic cancer took Mm -hmm. advantage of that on Facebook. There was a bereavement group for something Mm -hmm. like that. And he said it wasn't as beneficial as doing the in-person therapy thing, but it was something. And I was glad to see that he was at least open to that. It's about being open-minded when it comes to therapy and not being closed-minded. And finding those people who are willing to hear what you have to say and who do care about you. And as I said earlier, if you're looking for somebody to tell you what's wrong with you, there's always Courtney and my wife. They (laughs) never hesitate to jump at that opportunity and on that. that front, Courtney. How can people get in touch with you? You can always get a hold of me, wellness at wctk.com. Please come to our website, catcountry.com, the Wellness Wednesday page, lots of resources. I'm going to put up some of the ones that we just talked about, too, so that people have access so they can get more therapy or at least some support in the community. If you can Venmo me $20 for that copay, I'd really appreciate it. (laughs) You can also find us at Cat Country Mornings on socials. She, Courtney Kelly, and Courtney Kelly Bedard on some. I, Brian Mulhern, on others. You can always listen to Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you have a smart device, you can do it that way, too. And please, please tell your friends about that as episode 41 is in the books. We thank you for joining us. As always, (laughs) we'll see you for episode 42. Thank you. I want to 